0: This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is twenty twenty. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, then give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Welcome to 51st Dates. I'm your host, Jolie Moore. This is episode 51. This is the last chapter in the memoir. I have so many feelings about it. But first, let me tell you this. So I just traveled across the world because why not, COVID, why not? Um, I figure if I wait for COVID to go away, I may never travel again. So in a lot of the episodes, I think I have mentioned in the last few that I met this guy in the summer who I call the summer guy. So I had all intents and purposes of getting up and recording this episode this morning. And so I look up and the clock says 8.30 and I had a breakfast date with this guy at 9 a.m. So that meant there was no recording this morning. I was going to record this thing about what I was thinking about um, before I saw him, but that's all gone. So it is 6 o'clock at night um and i met him for breakfast at nine and we had breakfast we hung out all day and i got home maybe half an hour ago i took a shower and relaxed a tiny bit before recording this i think one of the things i had i had a lot of anxiety because this guy is really consistent or had been consistent from the time I saw him um, at the end of August, beginning of September, until now. Like, there's not a day that I haven't heard from him. He has taken interest in my life, remembers details and all that. So I'm gonna tell you, I had an ugly moment last week where I panicked. And I was like, did I just spend all this time getting to know somebody who, when I finally get back to the city that we share, he's not going to see me. So I was a little weird, but I managed to keep like 95% of my crazy away from him. Um, So I landed yesterday afternoon, he would have gone to dinner last night, but I was like, literally too tired of flying. And I wanted to get a booster shot and whatever. So I got my booster shot and came home and promptly sort of fell asleep because traveling. And he's like, hey, are you all right? And I thought, oh, I'm usually pretty chatty. And, but I just kept falling asleep and eventually gave up and just like went to bed. But so he made reservations for breakfast this morning and he made them for 9 a.m. And he's not a morning person. He usually rolls out of bed at 10, 11. And I was like, you know, you don't have to do this. And he's like, but you're a morning person and I don't want you to be hungry waiting for me to wake up. Okay. So I conceded. I would I would have gone at 10. That would have been my concession. But I was like, he was like, no, no, no. This is important to you, so I'll get up. He was there before me. And I, well, I had to get a coat because it's cold in the winter. Because I spend a lot of time in the summer here when it's hot, but it's cold in the winter. Because um, it has four seasons on like, California. And so I got, like, a coat and boots and all the stuff out of, like, storage to put on... And I was there on time because I'm not a late person, but he was there before me, which I was just like, okay. So you're showing up. And he texted me and he's like, I'm here. I'll be upstairs um, at this restaurant. And I was like, okay. So I go upstairs and he's there. And I have to tell you, like, I'm a little bit ashamed of myself because in my head, like, obviously I spent time with him before I left here, but in my head, he was sort of this like short not particularly attractive guy who shaves his head. He still shaves his head. Um, But after spending all day with him, I'm like, oh my God, like clearly my perception of him like took over from any sort of reality. And it's crazy. So still not necessarily my type, but he's tall. He's got like broad shoulders. He's like, he goes to the gym all the time, clearly. And I was like, Oh, I didn't really see you. Like I, my perception of you was like in the way of who you are. So we spent like the whole day hanging out and like walking around and drinking mulled wine and all sorts of random stuff. Um, but it was fun. Like he's still like in utter delight, and he's fun and he's funny and he's reverent. And there's actually not much I don't like about him. You know, he's a late night person and I'm not for sure, but whatever. And all I could think of is I clearly like misperceived this whole thing. And if he lived anywhere in the like vicinity of um, Southern California, I'd probably date him and we'd probably get along happily forever. But he doesn't and I think that my emotional availability and avoidance would not work well with having like a long distance thing. And he has never like been inappropriate or made a pass at me or said anything that suggests that he thinks differently. So this is me thinking he's not putting out signals, feelers, whatever. So I can only conclude that this person has come into my life to show me like what like a sort of healthy balanced relationship with a man can be like, and I am so so, so eternally grateful for it. I can't even tell you. I told him a little bit like about that a few months ago, but I haven't said that full out what I just said here because I'm not sure if it's appropriate like keys just because like somebody comes into your life and helps you with your work doesn't mean that they need to be like you know, thanked sincerely for it because he's not here to do a job. But it was, like, the most delightful day. We had breakfast. um, Some treats, walked around, um, looked at the lights for the holidays, the decorations the city has. And it was... There was nothing remotely unpleasant about it. Um, He paid the bill when I went to the bathroom, so there's that. And um, I got to, like, figure out... (sighs) it's not the US and they're very, very like traditional and chivalrous here. So I can't really offer to pay because I know that men take it as an insult and he has the ability to pay, but that doesn't mean I feel like I can't just like run around going, Hey, let's go to restaurants, you know, cause you know, I like meals and have him pay for it, but I'll figure something out. I mean, I did buy him a Christmas gift, um, which I didn't tell him. I got to figure that out too. But all of that, I had the most delightful day, and it's interesting that it comes as I close this last chapter in the memoir, because what I think I was looking for in all 51 dates, I finally found it when I wasn't looking for it. Chapter 51, The Foreigner, January thirty-one. In two hours, I'm going out on my first date in two weeks, except for a second one-night stand with the actor a few days after the new year. It's been quiet. An unexpected dating hiatus. I think I spent the time seeing plays, working on a side project, and trying not to think about Thunderbolt. At the last, I succeeded about 62% of the time. I have one of those five-year diaries. I can't remember which guru recommended it, but writing a few lines every day of the year and being able to look back at your life over five years felt like a good idea when I purchased the book in January 2018. The unfortunate consequence is that I came across diary entries from the last year that talked about when I first met Thunderbolt. I'd forgotten I'd written about him or had become that infatuated with him at such an early stage until I saw them over the last few days when I journaled in the morning. My brain had forged a connection that I thought was subconscious. Obviously, I'd been into him from the beginning, no matter how many times I'd tried to talk myself out of it. Last weekend was also the big movie festival. Thunderbolt is a big one to post Instagram stories, but not actual posts that would linger. It's kind of a reflection of how I see him all intense in the moment until it disappears, and I'm left wondering if what I experienced was really true. I woke up Saturday morning to an Insta story of him alone drinking coffee and of the cold, often barren-looking scenery. For some reason, that aloneness made me sad. I wish I could pinpoint why a solitary cappuccino pulled me back in, but it did. For the sake of my anxiety or sanity or both, I had to unfollow him on that platform. I'd already unfollowed him, muted him on Facebook. And following came too late because he was already in my thoughts. Couple that with my ex having one of his crazy messaging weeks and I quickly spiraled down into a land of disquiet and Xanax. Against the backdrop of all that, I've been meeting men on the apps. The cute long-haired ones? They want to text too much. I want to meet in person. The fact communicated with them somehow makes them disappear. Sound kind of familiar? I'd like to think I was learning my lessons earlier this time. Enter the foreigner. As you know, I spend my summer in a small, faraway country. I was swiping through OkCupid when I saw one of the introductions you can get from someone who likes you, even when you don't like them back. The foreigner. Hi, Jolie. So fascinated reading your profile. I'm from the small country, so the pics from there made my heart skip a beat. We'll love to know how, why you spend so much time there. I've never been to the places you want to go, but I would happily weigh in, just so that I can pique your interest. Except I'm kind of authentic, real, and don't like to cheat. No matter how much I would love to connect with you, I grew up on slash in theater. You probably know that the small country has the highest number of theaters per capita in the world. If you didn't, talk to me. It's also possible that you may have seen my uncle's musical there. If you saw any local performances. I don't know what else to say. Please read my profile and I'll hopefully hear from you. Prayer hands emoji. I love my time abroad. I'm usually there with my son three or four times a year. So I have to say I was intrigued. I only glanced at his picture before I responded. One of my New Year dating schemes was to meet someone from that country. My theory was that I would have to spend far less time explaining my love for that place if I met someone who was already from there or who spent time there like I did. But it is a small country, which means there aren't a lot of people from there out in the world. Their last mass migration was in the 1950s. Fortunately, there's a little consulate here in Los Angeles and a little social-cultural organization. I've been meaning to join it, but my son and writing have kept me busy. I responded about 12 hours after he sent that message, which for me is close to nearly immediately. I told him how much I love the country, how I come to spend so much time there, and what theater I enjoyed there. Of course, it turns out that he grew up about a half a mile from my place there. We chatted online about theater and poetry and all the things I like. When it comes to being online, we got on quite well. So with that, I agreed to a date tonight, only four days after we connected. Unlike everyone else, he was not one to let grass grow under his feet. He's not close, about 25 miles away from West Hollywood, which may as, well be a th- may as well be a thousand in Southern California. But he offered to come to me. Like the sociologist, he was chivalrous, so I accepted that offer. I no longer give two figs about whether or not I somehow offend Thunderbolt's sensitive nature by dating under his nose. With that decision behind me, we're meeting at Tart. I haven't been there since my date with Drummer Boy. This one? This one will not end like that one. I promise you that. I have not reconciled dates with nice guys and sex with not nice guys. I'd love to find sexy, cute, and nice in one package. But I haven't yet. Not so ironically, the sociologist, who shares the same first name as the foreigner, small country, smaller name pool, texted me this week asking about my return. The sociologist, hey, how are you? When are you coming? Me, I was thinking about you. I'll be there in March. Bought tickets last week. The sociologist we should meet then i'm missing you me absolutely the sociologist some kind of emoji i can't even begin to explain this was i think a lovely exchange it reminded me of all the reasons i'd loved having him as my summer friends with benefits instead of basking in the glow of that exchange i compared it to thunderbolt i said i miss spending time with him and that spiraled in out into a slow speed breakup why i thought as i cried in my car while driving down a los angeles boulevard toward a work meeting couldn't he have been that cool? Why couldn't it have been easier with him? I try not to dwell, but there it was, all the feelings again. How much I liked him, how much I liked spending all those evenings together, how much I enjoyed talking about my books and his movie. This is a frame of mind I'm in. My date is less than 90 minutes. I'm going to get up and away from this keyboard, primp or prep for my date with a guy who seems nice and available, and not, try not to think about the guy who's halfway in asshole mode most often, who was, up until now, the best sex I'd ever had. It's after midnight as I write this. Our dinner reservation was for 7.30. The foreigner was on time. He drilled any number of miles from Long Beach, and he was not one minute late. In many ways, it was the best first date I had in a long time. We had a lot in common. He likes plays and museums. He has a photography hobby that he started at about the same time I started mine. He didn't think I talked too much. Although, let me tell you, I talk too much. If you listened to that podcast I did, you heard that. It's so funny how I feel right now. I want to do what I usually do in this space. Download. Give you the dirty deets. Talk to you as if you're one of my girlfriends. And for once, for once, I kind of want to keep it to myself. Savor it. Moon over what could be. Because this feels like it could be something real. First, let me apologize. My other place is noisy. I hear there's a clock. There are a lot of sirens. There's little I could do about it. Um, I live on kind of a busy street near a hospital, which is good, I guess, if I need anything in an emergency, but bad in terms of silence. So, the foreigner. I will say this. Next week, I'm going to do episode 52, in which I recap all the things and sort of give you, like, one summary of everything that happened. The foreigner did not last. I am not dating him now, although I'm in the country that he's from. He's not here. Um, it didn't last. He, I will expound more on it later, but all the things that he said in his intro, which were all the things that I had said in my profile, were 95% not true. I had never thought that listing all the things that I liked in my profile would lead to someone listing all the things I liked, saying they liked them because they wanted to date me. I honestly thought if I listed what I liked, you'd be like, hey, I love going to plays and foreign travel. Or you'd be like, hey, I hate going to plays. I don't like airplanes. And so let me swipe left because this woman is not for me. I really will actually have to think about that going forward. Like, what is it I want to say without giving people a blueprint as to how to get me out on a date? Because, like, anybody who's like, I love plays and I love long airplane rides, I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to be best friends. Um, And that turned out not to be true. That turned out not to be genuine or real. It was a great date. I I will savor it. The only thing I actually will say about that date now is I don't know if he nagged me. So we go on this date, and the I, 95% of the time when I go out, I order seafood because my son doesn't really like it, and I do, but I'm not going to cook constant food at home that he would not eat. So when I'm in a restaurant, I'm like, yay, fish that somebody else cooked, or yay, shrimp, or whatever. So we go to Tart, and I was like, I want whatever the fish dish was. And the server looks at me, and he said, oh, the fish truck didn't come, so we don't have seafood items on the menu. I was like, okay, I'll pick something else. And the server was about 25, totally cute, not going to lie. And at some point, I don't know if he said it, he didn't say it during the date, but the next time I saw the foreigner, he looked at me, and he said, it made me really uncomfortable when you flirted with the waiter at Tart," And I thought... Flirted with the waiter? Like, I'm kind of flirty, but I didn't flirt with this 25 year old waiter. What I was was nice. I mean, he's serving me food. So, you know, I'm always nice and I will tip. Like, this man is serving me food. Like, I'm always kind to to waiters. But I was surprised later. I mean, that's obviously indicative of probably what was going to come. But I was really surprised that he thought I was flirting or that he thought it was appropriate to mention it. And he didn't mention it more than once. He mentioned it several times. Well, you know, there's a time that you flirted with that waiter. And I think, oh my God, like I was just kind. And I subsequently felt like I had to dial back already my personality a little bit when it came to service people. Like I will chat with anyone. I love to like chat with people and say hi and like ask them about their lives and just chat because I find it so much fun. And for some reason, he found that, Objectionable. I'm not going to say threatening. I'm just going to say objectionable. Um, And it was the first red flag. And I think I ignored that one. And I ignored a bunch of them with him. But the biggest lesson I learned from this was that everyone is not honest up front. I am. I don't really see any reason to lie or be different. And Going out with him was my first example of people who will tell you one thing because they want to date with you, but it's not true. And that was the lesson from that one. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, Fifty First Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at XOJolieMoore and on all social media at the same handle, Moore. Thanks for listening and I'll be in your ears next week.